What's up, everybody? This is Zach. And Amy. Shad. And Judah's not here. Y'all be praying. <laughs> um, his sister is under the weather, and we've, we're in agreement that by Jesus' stripes that she is healed. Um, so be just praying for the, the Bryant family and be lifting them up right now. But God is good. Yeah. He's able to do all things. So, Shad. Yeah. How's it been going, man? It's going good. Um, I've been trying to work on meal prepping mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I can save money, control what I'm eating, learn how to cook. Yeah. So this week I made some salmon with little red and yellow potatoes and onions mm-hmm. and asparagus. And when I went to go make it, I looked in the refrigerator and I had this big old tin or thingy of feta cheese and I put that feta on there and it was so good so that I ate that yesterday good. he I hates salmon <laughs> it was a gouda it was feta it was feta it was a gouda to eat <laughs> cheddar is better <laughs> <laughs> I like gouda I'm a big cheese person I don't know how you feel about cheese but oh, it's too cheesy for me okay he's not big on cheese I love but I don't eat it very much anymore. So. Have you ever been to Four Winds? I think we've had this conversation. I've never been, but I've had a lot of stuff from there. Like my dad would go there and get stuff up. They got there. some cheese. The whole wheel of cheese. I feel like it would be dangerous for me to go in there. Especially when it's like, it sounds like he's a very, very good salesman. Like mm. I would probably buy all the cheese at the store. Yeah, my, my stepdad's a big food guy. And I like I didn't warn him, and I just brought him in there one day, and he spent like a couple hundred dollars, like two fifty or something, mostly on cheese, but also on cheese. <laughs> so he got like this ridiculous cheese from like made somewhere else in the world, and like he's making grilled cheese sandwiches and stuff with it. <laughs> That's the best. It's like my exotic grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> if you tighten um, this part, it won't go down on you. Okay. Oh gosh. There you go. Okay. Cool. Mm. Love. Uh, things have been good. Um, just trying to take things head on and um, it's not always easy, but um. Today, today, today's been a good day. Mm-hmm. It's been productive, and um, I think it's just kind of like deciding that. While well, I was telling Shab before we started the show, it was like, it was just deciding that today was a good day, yeah. And that, you know, you got to make things happen, and um, but it's you know listening to the Lord and what he's wanting you to do. Um, Which that's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight is obedience. Um, We actually have a topic (laughs) for a change. Um, But what about you? Yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, 
putting my trust in God, like more than I've ever put my trust in God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also being obedient with that trust and doing things that doesn't like that I've almost been avoiding doing. Like Sunday I preached and that was that was fun. Like I got to talk about Shema, which I'm going to talk about on this episode because it goes along with obedience and everything um but just believing god's going to come through and realizing that people aren't just going to magically find you you've got to go out and (laughs) pretty much just like knock their door down and just like hey you (laughs) you want a video (laughs) That's where it's been kind of been and everything. But, you know, regardless of the situation, regardless of what's going on, God's still on the throne. And that's the thing that we need to, you know, realize is, you know, Christians or disciples or whatever you want to call yourselves, that just because your situation doesn't look Amazing doesn't make God any less amazing. That's just the simple fact, you know, because this morning I started freaking out and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to work this out. And it was just like, I just started binding up fear. I was like, I don't have fear. I don't have the spirit of fear. And it kept like trying to like, like every like time, like I like round a corner. It's like, no. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a, I'm thinking of like Javis, like trying to like scare or poke me, you know. <laughs> it's like no, stop it. <laughs> Our little nephew, like, it's it's my fault actually. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> like we started this game where it was like it was like whoever could poke each other first, and now it's like turned into this epidemic where he'll come up behind you and like sometimes he'll do it a little bit too hard, and I'm like Javis, you can't do that, but it's totally my fault <laughs> yeah i'm the one that gets like the brunt of it remember when facebook poke was a thing i miss it i had somebody poke me the other day i was gonna say it was really stupid and then it was really <laughs> stupid but i had a very nice poke war going on for a really long time <laughs> and then they moved it and i have no idea where it is it's still in the chat thing in messenger i mean well i was saying it's not like on like a profile where it's just like yeah it was like a I don't know what that was all about. It was just like, I don't want to talk to you, but <laughs> that's all I'm going to do. <laughs> Me and David Samuel, like, I, I was just I like, was wondering who it was. <laughs> but you can't poke them unless they poke you back. You can't poke them again. So Is that you, true? When you poke someone, you have to poke back. Like, you can't, like, repeatedly poke the same person unless they poke you back. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a wave thing. Yeah, there's a now wave or thing something. now, not a poke. Poke's a little too aggressive for Facebook. In I got a notification <laughs> about like some. It was like somebody <laughs> poked me, but it was for a wave. Like. So we're talking about obedience. Sorry, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Back on course. Um, and this was actually the suggestion from Judah to talk about obedience, but it is the most like pertinent subject i think at this point in time especially for me and amy and i'm sure for you because you're you're trying to hone down and you're trying to figure out 
you know, skills that you want to learn and everything. So yeah. tell, tell us about that process that you've been going through. Um, well, when it comes to obedience, like I feel like it's really easy to get to get stressed out mm-hmm. when you are going beyond what God is actually saying. Oh yeah. Yep. Do too much or too little, you're going to be in trouble. You just need to be right in the flow of things. I think that we we think that we can mess things up too easily sometimes too, I think. Mm-hmm. When he's really if he says something, he's going to do it. There ain't no way about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um so I I, there is a really large skill set that I feel like God is planning on teaching me all of it. But I can't do all of it at one time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have yeah. to whittle these things down, and that's difficult for me. So I don't, I have some ideas of how that's going to look. I don't know exactly yet, but I'm just trying to not be stressed about it. Probably about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Sometimes when I go to sleep, I get these images in my head, yeah. and they're like they're like really vivid, and I don't even realize I'm like dreaming or seeing something until I snap out of it and realize, whoa, that wasn't real. Mm-hmm. But like I saw, this is pretty uh, out there for be light, I guess, but, <laughs> but this is what I saw. So it was almost like this sci-fi scene, like Alien, yeah. And you know when they're in the spaceship and it's dark. But there's obviously like so many corridors and so many rooms and it's just hard Mm -hmm. to see everything. And what the Lord was telling me is that that is like the way our soul is, is there's like so much to it. There's so Mm -hmm. many rooms. I could see like all these different floors. Yeah. And he's like, this is your soul. And he's like, over the course of your life, I'm going to light up the entire thing. Mm -hmm. And it was just really encouraging to me because I think most people struggle with identity but I know I've struggled with identity more than most people. Yeah. And it's just nice to have him affirm things to me that it's like, you do know who you are. You are hearing correctly. Just keep walking it out and I'm going to, I'm going to do it over time. Yeah. yeah. So I need to be affirmed. Like I need God to affirm me and he and he pretty much told me he'll do it as many times as he needs to do it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to affirm me for I a second. I was affirming <laughs> you to stop hitting the table. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that process is. I'm just taking it day by day. And I'm doing all the practical things that I know he's told me to do in my life. And just trusting that these things... He's, he's going to fill them in when he's yeah. ready to fill them in. Yeah. It's not easy to always stay in that mindset, and that's why I've got to be affirmed somewhat often by him. <laughs> <laughs> but he will affirm us, and he will get us where he said he's going to get us. Mm. Does that answer your question, Eddie? Yeah, yeah, it does. Mm. And I, you're talking about affirming, you know, God talking to you and everything. That brings me to Shema. And I told on... Are we listening Sunday? That was the the title of it. You know, I didn't, you know, have a cool picture or whatever. But 
you know, so many times we've, you know, you are what you eat, you are what you listen to, you know, anything you consume, that's what you start to become, whatever you worship, you know. Um, but Shema, and I think I've talked about this on the show at some point in time, but for the ones that don't remember or the ones that are just joining, Shema is the Hebrew word for listen. And what I love about it is it also means obey or to respond to what you're being told. And I did more research this past weekend. The Hebrew language does not have a separate word for obey. Really? It's just Shema. It's all in one. So listen and obey are the same, Mm -hmm. one and the same. Yep. And when it comes to obedience from God or anybody, like if it's a parent telling a kid or if it's a boss giving instructions to an employee, you're having to listen and follow the instructions. So it's like take heed. Yeah. 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 And I, I just find it so interesting because our society has such a big problem about listening. Mm-hmm. It's such a huge problem. It's always listening to respond and not really listening to listen. Just, you know, actively listen. We passively listen all the time, you know, like when I'm playing video games, like if I'm playing Overwatch or whatever, like I'm literally listening to a podcast at the same time while playing most of the time. And it's like, am I getting the same amount out of both of those things? No, because my attention is divided between two different things. And that's where we have to be very careful when we listen to God. We can't be divided between what the world says and what he says. We have to listen and obey to what he's saying. And it's all out of love. It's not out of fear of him rejecting you or fear out of he's going to punish you. It's because you love God. That's why we listen to him. That's why we worship him. Um, and I just, I you know, I just find it interesting that's been such a big thing that our society has a problem with. And it's deep down, unfortunately. And I think that's on purpose. You know, from the enemy, like, if we can't listen, then we can't obey. So that's something that I've been working on more and more. It's like, this is really uncomfortable, God, but I'm going to keep doing it. (laughs) Uh, So that's, I just kind of wanted to put that into context because that's where all of this comes from is like from that word is like, it's both. You have to listen. You have to know what's going on to obey anything. So that's where obedience comes from first is instructions. If you're just obedient, Paying nothing, you're doing nothing. Uh, so just you know, learning how to listen is a big part of it. Learning to want to listen. Oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like I didn't even think about this at all, leading into this topic. We've known we were going to do this a couple of days. Um, I spent most of my life not wanting to listen to nobody. <laughs> oh yeah. And. It's been crazy, this ridiculous transformation I've had in these past couple years, realizing, like, I can I can look back over my entire life almost and see where people, God had put in people in my life to tell me certain things that yeah. I didn't listen to. And I can see all the years down the line, like, where those things hurt me. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily like frustrated or like living in regret or anything, but it's just like understanding the nature of God yeah. that being obedient is cool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the in the kingdom of God, it's like the coolest thing you can do. Oh my gosh, you see how obedient Zach is? He just does <laughs> everything that the people over him says. <laughs> it's totally different than the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, because we look up to the rule breakers a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, oh well they went against the grain, you know, like that. But that's the world system. If you go with the grain of God, you're gonna have better than you've ever had. Are there going to be trials? Yes. Are there going to be tribulations? Yes. But he has to test you to have a testimony. Yep. And that, uh, we were listening to Rick Pino last night. Whoop. Uh, they overcame by, the, he has a song, mm-hmm. um, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And I think we're undervaluing our testimony so much right now mm. as the body of Christ. And we need to just be not look at me, look at me. It's like, look at what God has done mm-hmm. in my life. <laughs> uh, that That's just like hit me hard last night. I was just like, if this is what the apostles and the early church was doing, they were overcoming, like we have the blood of the lamb. But how many of us are truly overcoming like Christ wants us to do? It's like, we're not, you know, we're not being obedient by telling our testimonies because stories connect with people. And God knows that because he's crafted the best story of all time in Jesus. So, love, what has obedience been uh, going on with you? Um, it's really been about... Um, Being obedient in following the way that Jesus loved people, and um, I've wanted to share a verse. Um, this is Romans four thirteen. Clearly. God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was not based on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. Because, like, I mean, we're talking about obedience, (coughs) but it's like me being obedient doesn't, like, I I want to be obedient because I know that like my father has the best interests mm-hmm. for me. He wouldn't tell me to do something that um, was gonna harm me yeah. or um, and but it, it I mean it's also that <coughs> we can be obedient in um, telling the truth in love. And, you know, we can't control how other people act or how their obedience is. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I was, 
I was teaching last Wednesday at church, and um, you know we were. It was kind of a discussion type thing. I felt like I was getting schooled more than I was teaching, but in a good way. Like, um, but it was just kind of like uh, I. Even if things are difficult, I can find comfort in the fact that I have been obedient to what he said. Yeah. Um, and that's really been it's had to be my comfort. Um, and I'm glad that it is. Um, and even in just how I think or how I, I've, like, I've really had to um, take thoughts captive a lot recently. And <coughs> it's just, just constant whispers and things like that. And it's like, you know, God gave me a way to, you know, take hold of the truth that I do have the mind of Christ. And it's like, if I'm obedient and taking thoughts captive that are not my own, it saves me from, you know, getting lost in thoughts that I don't need to have. And, yeah. um, there was something today, um, you know, I, I was like, God, like, I feel like my mind is being attacked and there's just all this stuff, all this fear trying to come on me, all this, like, um it just it just felt like my thoughts were just all over the place or it was just it kept coming back to something and and I just reading praying and was listening and he was like I, there was just this moment where he was like Amy do you believe the blood was enough for this and I was like Yes. And he was like, well, then say it. Say it every time that yeah. you feel like That's good. you can't be obedient. And like, I've had to do that today. And it was like, if a thought came into my mind, it was just like, nope, the blood was enough. Amen. <coughs> and like, I just started thanking him for the blood and how pure it is and how healing it is. And like, and that's something that he also calls us to be obedient. I think it's also knowing what we need to be obedient about. Because yeah. it's kind of like, well, how does God want me to be obedient? It's like, you got to know what he's asking you in the word. And, you know, he He only instructs you to do things that are going to guide you along the paths of righteousness, you know. And, mm -hmm. um, and even if it's something something that was like in the moment like that, like it wasn't necessarily like, I mean, it was just, it was taking the word and God just being like, look, the blood was enough for everything. So just own that for yourself. And, um, I highly recommend it. It was quite effective today. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's really important for us to know what he's asking us to be obedient about. And that happens in, knowing his word and in in being in relationship with him. Yeah, totally agree. And that that's good. 
just, you know, instead of making it this long diatribe, Lord, save me, Lord. He's already done it. He's already taken care of it. You know, um, I, I was just over here thinking uh, about obedience and how our obedience is trying to set us up for success. Um, it's trying to set us up for a life that is like a kingdom life should be. And I was thinking about, and I, we've talked about it several times, you know, where Jesus saw his father, and he only did what his father done. He only did what his father done. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> but that says a lot about how obedient Jesus was, because Jesus is God at the same time, but he also had his own free will when he was on earth. Mm. He had to choose to listen to how his father talked, acted, did everything and follow that example. He had the free will. He had the free will to choose whatever he wanted and he had the power to do whatever he wanted. But he was obedient, you know, and some people are like, well, that was Jesus. And it's like, OK, well, let's look at Abraham. <laughs> well, I mean, Jesus was a man and he experienced mm-hmm. the same temptation. Te- and like it? even in the garden when it was he. Like. When he was feeling like God, you know, just pouring all of this on him. I mean, <clears throat> he was asking for the cup to be taken away from him. He didn't want to have to drink of that cup. Yeah. But he said, not my will, but yours be done. And he was obedient, mm-hmm. even unto death on a cross. And it's just like, I was thinking about that a while ago. And like, I can't remember where it is, but it was just talking about like the martyrs of the early church. And it's like, you know, what God's asking us to be obedient in now, like, I think it may seem difficult to us, but it's like, we're not having to, like, die for our faith, like, where we live right now. I mean, like, maybe die in a sense of, like, reputation or something like that, but, you know, where we live right now, like, that's not, that's not a reality for us. Yeah. (coughs) Um, and it's just kind of like, you know, it's not something to like make you feel like guilty or something like that. You know, it's like we are where God wants us to be, but, um, you know, it's, it's like how willing to be obedient am I, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, if Jesus is going that far and I'm going in the way of Jesus, it's like, you know, how far am I willing to go? Yeah. You got anything? I just want to read some scripture. Yeah. Is that okay, Zach? That's okay, man. Okay. The Lord really spoke this one to me on Valentine's Day. John 14, 21. 
Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Iscariot, it says, <laughs> said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. And one thing that I found that was interesting when I was studying this earlier in the year, it says, my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Some translations say abide. Mm. They'll abide. Um, just interesting that the word abide also means obey. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's one definition that is to like live with someone. There's another definition to obey. Um, I don't know. But mm. I feel like obedience... The way that I feel like God showed me here recently that love can be I d- defined is doing what's best for everyone at all times. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like I'm learning what obedience is. A lot of it is what are we supposed to do in every situation that is right, is righteous by all people involved, right by God, right by who you work for, right by who you're serving, right by your family. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this like a whole bunch of laws or a lot of stress or anything like that. People just know in their gut what they're doing is right or wrong. It's not com- yeah. it's not complicated. Yeah. <laughs> you're just either listening to it or you're not. Yeah. But during these couple years, my life has changed so much. It started changing when I started being obedient. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, there were things that I just put on the back burner for a long time yeah. that I didn't think were a very big deal. But it says right here that God will manifest. Jesus says, he, I will manifest myself to the ones that obey me. Mm-hmm. It may not be in the translation I just read, but in one of them it did. Yeah. So, like, I spent a couple of years after I seriously encountered God, saw a lot of supernatural stuff. And then all of a sudden there's like a lull because I stayed in disobedience for years. It's like the Israelites in the desert. Yeah. (laughs) But it was interesting. Like as soon as I started obeying again, it's like things started flowing again. Now there were a lot of reasons why I was disobedient. I had a lot of things I had to work through in my soul that made me put a wedge between God and myself. But Obedience is awesome. Mm-hmm. Obedience is love. Obedience is better than a sacrifice. That's true. And uh, <clears throat> I think obedience is like, ha- it has a negative connotation in our minds because we're having to give up something to follow. And as I look back on my life personally, the things that I gave up were also the things that were stealing my joy we're stealing the just like the life force that was in me mm-hmm. and just making me this miserable person but as soon as like 
I started being obedient and listening to God. Shema. Shema. Hey, listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things started to change because I started my the Holy Spirit that's inside of me started like it started getting worked out. You know, the fruits of the spirit started manifesting in my life. Like I was no longer miserable because I started focusing big time on joy and being thankful because that was like where I was really lacking in my life was those things. And you can remember that time where it was just like, that was my, my, my deal. Like, I mean, it was awesome, but I was just like, who is this person? (laughs) You know, and like that is a form of obedience, but it, it wasn't painful. All the things that I gave up were awful things in my life. They weren't building me up. They mm-hmm. weren't making me, you know, they weren't gaining anything in the world. Yeah. It was tearing me down. It was tearing me bit by bit of my my soul was getting ripped apart, you know, and just devoured by the enemy. But as soon as I was like, okay, I'm going to be obedient now. I'm on, I'm on change things. I'm on, you know. But that's when, like, I started feeling better. I felt better about myself. You know, I, I slept better. I rested better. Like, I, I wasn't always just like, rrr, 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 like I'd tear somebody's head off. And I think that's where we've got to change our mentality. You know, we hear, like I said, obedience is better than a sacrifice. And every time I've heard that, I've thought of it as a negative thing. But it's not. Like, it's a beautiful thing because it's like, I I think about when I taught or whatever, it's like, if you're obedient, I don't have to do anything. Like, I don't have to do anything, you know, I don't have to correct. It's just, it just happens, and everybody's a lot happier. But if you're not obedient, like, if you don't play that E flat and you keep playing E, guess what? I'm going to have to stop the van. Then I'm going to have to correct that person, and it's not fun for anybody. Oh, man, I haven't learned E flat yet. Yeah. Third position. (laughs) Third position. But what I'm saying is it goes, you know, with just with parents and children. If you are obedient as a child, you go pick up your room before anything was said. Like that is true obedience. Not being told being doing what you're being told, but it's knowing this is the right thing. So I'm gonna do these things. Yeah. You know, it's taking care of it before Someone has to remind you. That's yeah. true obedience. And that's where God's wanting us to get. Like, I can just feel that. That's where he wants us to get because that's when true relationship starts. That's where it's like, he's not like, hey, Shad, I need you to be disciplined about yeah. writing. You know? And it's just being building up that relationship because right now he's like, hey, Zach, I need you to trust me about jobs. Yeah, It's like, okay, God. Okay, and then it's like five minutes later, he's like, hey, Zach, (laughs) what did I just tell you, you know? And it's getting to that position because then it's like, hey, man, how's it going? You know, he's not having to do that reminding thing. I'm sure everybody's had that before, that parent sister, just like, yeah. (laughs) 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 It's like, if she says it one more time. (laughs) Um, You got any more scriptures, though? Do you have any more? Yeah. Love. Hey, love. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling it up. 
mosquito man. Um, Hebrews 5, 8. Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what, what, he, what he suffered. And that's not the translation I normally read, so I don't know why I copy and pasted <laughs> that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's talking about Jesus. Like, yeah. It says Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. Mm. And I only thought of this just now while you were speaking. But there are going to be sufferings in life. Like, there's not a way around it. Mm-hmm. But the way Satan wants to set us up is pleasure first, suffering second. Mm-hmm. And with God, it's suffering first and save the best, all the pleasure for last. Because I used, I used to, the reason why I'm saying this right now is because I've always read this scripture and just wondered, like, what the heck does this mean? Because Jesus was never disobedient. Yeah. So if he was never disobedient, how could he learn anything from this? I was thinking, like, the consequences of his error, he suffered something, yeah. and then he learned to be obedient, which is also true for people. <laughs> That's been true for me. But with Christ, he learned to be obedient up front, And at the forefront of obedience is the suffering of discipline, of changing your lifestyle and whatnot. Mm. But then after that is the reward. Mm. So he learned obedience that way. His suffering was only in the obedience itself. If you're hearing this really wonderful racket, uh, (laughs) in the South, we have these things called mosquito trucks. (laughs) And that's uh, what you're hearing. God just gave me this off of what you were saying. Okay. With God, it's glory to glory. Mm. With the devil, it's from suffering to suffering. Like, he's wanting you to you to just like enjoy yeah you know and i i just i was just like oh that's really good god and he's like yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> um you got something mom um i was listening to rick renner the other day and um if you haven't listened to him before he's really awesome he's like hebrew and greek expert but he just kind of makes it come to life and he was talking about um, looking at um, he was looking at the man or I know in one of the gospels it says two men but it was the ones that were like demon possessed yeah. that like lived in a cave and like nobody could go through that area <coughs> and he kind of broke down um, his like afflictions or whatever and um, how it was a I don't know what the right word is. Um, he, he explored it as like, this is kind of the format of like what is foretold about, you know, how like the end times would look or whatever. But I mean, it wasn't like a, you know, everything's going to crap kind of message. It was just kind of like a, you know, being wary and how to help protect your family from these things. And also, you know, that we have the victory in the end. But he he brought up um, something where it was like he thought that 
um, what originated like his, um, you know, demon oppression to possession or whatever, possibly started with like sexual sin. Um, and he was talking about, um, <laughs> ironically, um, it's well, it's not ironic. It's just funny, but um, in Greek, I am is Amy. And <laughs> I didn't know Whoa. that. I didn't know that. Um, but, um, and he was talking about, um, I believe it was philos, the word, one of the words for love or whatever. And he was talking about, um, I, you would have to listen to the teaching, but he was talking about um, how people would become lovers of themselves and mm. in selfishness and things like that. And, um, I mean, if we, if we love ourselves and we put ourselves first and we think of like, because I think like a lot of people have this kind of innate reaction of like self-preservation. Yeah. And that's not what we're called to do. Yep. That's not how we're called to live. <coughs> and I'm not saying like, I mean, we're supposed to love others as we love ourselves and we love ourselves well, but we love ourselves the way that God tells, yeah. you know, tells us to. And, um, you know, respecting ourselves, taking care of ourselves. Um, but it's so that we can love others. And, you know, if it, if we get to where we aren't obedient in even just that simple thing, you know, we will, um, we will become just lovers of ourselves. And, um, when, like, when he was talking about kind of the Greek language, it was like that the love word and the I am like you never see that together they're not supposed to be together because that kind of love that particular word is meant um, in talking about loving another person loving a you know a partner um, and or just you know that it's it's meant to be given to somebody else. Yeah. And so he was like, it's very um, wrong for those two words to be together. And I mean, if we are just obedient in the basic kind of, as we call it, the golden rule, but just the basic commandment of love others as you love yourself and love God with all, all that you are. <laughs> I know you're going to say something about it, but um, what was the word? Um, like your whole self? Uh, nefesh. Your nefesh. It's, it's, that's Hebrew for like your whole being. Mm, um, yeah. But it's like if we just f obey those two basic things, like we're probably going to be all right. <laughs> oh. Just to go bounce off of that, um, 
sin gets in by the little things. Yeah, little foxes. Little things. And those add up over time. Yeah. Now, the place where the devil learned that was he perverts everything that God is. God, how he works is by little obediences that build up over time that build character. Sin destroys character because sin is actually, it means to miss the mark. Mm -hmm. So if you're not being obedient, you're missing that mark over and over and over and over. And it's building up a different type of character. Yeah. So it's not this grand gesture of, you know, I've been a sinner all my life and, you know, I haven't, you know, I'm going to, it's not this huge lifestyle changes. Those take time. And that, that's, you know, if you're out murdering people, stop that. <laughs> that's an easy one to fix. Please don't murder me. <laughs> but it's the little things that changes the quality of life. It's the little things. And those build up over time, and that yeah. changes your whole character. Mm -hmm. um, and you talked about the soul earlier um, when you first talked, and that goes back to what nefesh is. It actually is the Hebrew word for soul. And when we talk about soul, we think of it uh, as the Greek philosophers talked about it, where it's like this thing that's when we die, it leaves us and everything. But the ancient Israelite writers, they thought of the soul as the whole being, the whole thing, uh, which is the nefesh. And actually, the very basic word is for the throat. So anything like any kind of sustenance that goes into your body has to go through your throat. And it's also where all your words come out and everything. Um, so I just kind of wanted to point that out because it's the whole thing. You know, you've got to take care of this is God's temple. It's the whole thing in, out, your mind, everything. That's what your nefesh is. Um, and then you brought up the Shema. The all your heart and all your um, yeah. So I, I'll just read this and the Shema is uh, not only a word but it's also a prayer in the Hebrew um, kind of. This is where uh, Moses is talking to the Israelites right before they go into the Promised Land. And this is Deuteronomy six, starting in verse four. I love this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Um, and that, that's just beautiful. And one day I'll break it all down and everything. Um, but it, it's just like, that's how we're supposed to live. That's the command that we get. You know, so it starts out with Shema. We listen to that. We, you know, we listen to that and we do those things. And that's even in the old covenant. We're setting ourselves up for success. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny how, I mean, I'm 30. I'm assuming you're 29, 28, 29. Yeah. It's like if you would have talked to us when we were 16 or 15, we would not be getting geeked out about obedience. No. <laughs> <laughs> or like ancient Hebrew words or anything like that. <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> it's like, where's the halo at? But it's like we've, 
we understand the gold now in mm-hmm. obedience, man. Like it is, there's not anything more valuable than obeying the word of God, mm-hmm. particularly like the word of God. He's speaking directly to you for your life. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like I just, I've said this repeatedly, but I am just so stoked that I've learned to hear from God in the past few years. I heard from everyone hears from God, but to cultivate that yeah. ability mm-hmm. and understanding of it, what can one person do in ten years of obedience? You know, because mm-hmm. he's not doing anything but telling us stuff that's going to build. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, because he <laughs> he wants to see like he sees us already at the finish line with the gold in our hands. Yeah, and he's he's like, hey man, just go this way. This is this is the right way, because you know you could go through the American Ninja Warrior <laughs> route, or you could go through you know this little, nice little trail, you know, and you know God's like helping you along the way, or you know uh, Thunderdome over here, <laughs> you know. If we're obedient, yes, there will be, you know, there's going to be still challenges, but it's not going to be <laughs> the other way where. It's destroying us. Yeah. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> you got anything else, Lil? I was trying to pull up a scripture. Um, this is from Revelation 14. And um, there's, you, you need to go read it for the context. Um, but he's talking about um, it's like in the middle of all this turmoil. Um, and again, go read it for yourself. Um, it's like we have to we have to listen to God and what he's telling us to do because it is going to protect us as well. And um, this is Revelation fourteen twelve. This means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently, obeying his commands and maintaining their faith in Jesus. There's another translation that says this calls for patient endurance on the part of people of God who keep his commands and remain faithful to Jesus. And... That's something that God's been talking to me about is um, endurance. And, you know, that's definitely something that, you know, if you're going to endure something, you have to be obedient through it. And, um, (coughs) and, you know, love endures all things. So, um, you know, he's endured (laughs) with us. And he calls us to do the same. And um, and it's not just it's not just a short, it's a patient endurance. I mean, if God is saying that you gotta be patient, it's probably yeah. <laughs> probably a full on thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, if you look at the context of this scripture, it's like there is all kinds of craziness going on. But um 
yeah, like the verse before that, the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever, and they will have no relief day or night, for they will have worshipped the beast and his statue and have accepted the mark of his name. So, <laughs> mm, that's good. <coughs> Amen. <laughs> uh, and I mean, that's, I mean, I know when people think of Revelation, it's like, I don't read that because it scares the crap out of me. But, um, and it is not something that I have dove into because there's just a lot that I don't fully understand. But, you know, God will take me back to it a little bit by little bit and, you know, just will give me understanding, revelation on it. But, um, you know, it's like, No matter what is going on, you know, I know that being in his love, walking in his love, um, you know, I can patiently endure all things. Amen. Going off of those two verses that you just read, and and this is something that God just kind of like put in my lap the other day, and I was kind of like, okay, God. Uh, but it goes right along with obedience. Uh, this is Romans 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Mm-hmm. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. That used to be my favorite verse, but it was always the first half of it where it was like, yeah, I'm not going to look like the world. And I'm, you know, and like, like I went to a Christian school where it was like you went, like you had to do like a sex ed class and sex ed was like getting those abstinence cards. Like you had to put it in your wallet and everything. And <laughs> you're looking at me like, oh gosh. Uh, but I mean, like, and it was just like, you know, we're going to be obedient. and But it was like, it was, you have to do that with, relationship because it's like if you know you can have you can have a slave master that just orders you around Mm -hmm. and tells you what to do and it's like that doesn't make you want to do it like (laughs) I don't know how else to compare but it's like it's like the love of Jesus compels me to be obedient. Yeah. I don't know. It, this is good because like in that scripture, like he create like he's giving us a new mind. Like he's taking away all of those things to make way for everything that's perfect. And we've got to be willing to not be conformed to the world. And that's going along with that revelation verse. Those people in the fire and brimstone verse, they conform to the world. They worship the beast. Now they smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> and they ain't on no jewel either. They, <laughs> they <in> hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's what it is, yeah. you know? And it's like, I don't want to be that. No. I don't want to be that. I want to be like chilling with J-Dog. You know that the Revelation was the first book of the Bible ever read. I can see it. 
Um, was it conscious choice or just like, oh, yeah. let's see what's at the end of the book? It was. A con- <laughs> <laughs> Let me get to the end and see that what happens. That would probably be funnier. But <laughs> I was in Auto Joe's auto mechanic oh, class yeah. at J, and there were two cats talking about the book of Revelation. And I'll just go ahead and say their name. Daniel Eubanks. And, okay. Je- and he was the one talking. And he was okay. talking to Jesse Lewis about it. Okay. And I'm just listening to Daniel go on and on about the book of Revelation. And I was like, and I'm someone was not raised in church. I was like, man, that's some crazy stuff. I got to go home and I got to see what this is all about. <laughs> this is, is kind of cool. <laughs> so then I, I read the entire book and I was like, man, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but what you read, it's like, I don't want nothing. I don't want to be whoever these people are. <laughs> so that was yeah. a pretty... Um, strong incentive for yeah. my uh, turning to God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand this. I just know I don't want to be. Cats. I don't want to be those <laughs> those cats. Well, and and just to bring it bring it home. We're, we're bringing it home now. When we're obedient, like it's not just the escape plan. Yeah. Like it's that relationship because God has comforted me so much. Like, I, we made a huge life change. And it's like, without God, man, I'd be curled up in a ball crying right now. Because that would be how the world would handle what's going on. Because it's a big change. Or I'd be, you know, doing X, Y, and Z to try to cope with everything that's trying to come against us. But I know... God sits on the throne and Amen. he's he's the kingdom's here mm-hmm. when Jesus said the kingdom is at hand he didn't mean 10,000 years later he's talking about right now the mm-hmm. kingdom's here he made it happen and if we're obedient man we got we got the keys to the castle we ain't no dirty rascal <laughs> <laughs> is he like this all the time Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, last Most week, of the time. last week I got a SpongeBob and an Overwatch. You did reference in, so I had to get something in there. Okay. Hmm. Amy, you want to pray us out? Yeah. Father, we love you, and we thank you for your leadership in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that we can trust you and that when you call us to obey, it is for our good. We thank you that you have plans to prosper us and not to harm us. And Lord, we thank you that even when things are difficult, that we can have comfort in knowing that we have done what your word says and that we can trust the victory in your word to come to pass. Lord, I pray that we would be obedient in choosing love. I pray that we would see it as our only option. I pray that our eyes would just be fixed on you and that we would see that your love is worth everything and that when you tell us to be obedient and that 
maybe that means giving something up, that it's not something that we were supposed to have in the beginning. You have only good things for us. And we thank you, Lord, for our relationship with you. Let it grow every day. Thank you for your love. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, there you have it, everybody. This is that episode that we talked about obedience. Is that what we talked about? And that's what we <laughs> talked about. If you want an awesome shirt, we've got shirts that say things on them. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the things that they say? Uh, there's a Yahweh shirt. There's a Yahweh shirt. There's one that's in like English, which is pretty dope. But there's also one that's in Hebrew, which is really dope. Uh, there's a Rejoice Always shirt. I love that one. There's a showered in kindness if mm -hmm. you're an Ephesians fiend like I am. <laughs> uh, there's a ton of them available. There's also the Be A Light logo shirt. So if you want to uh -huh. rock that, uh, it's all available. The link is down in the description below. All of those proceeds go to help keep the lights on, support the show, helping us reach more and more people with the awesome word of Jesus. You can also go support us. If you don't want a shirt, you're like, man, I just want to give and help this show out. You can go to patreon.com slash be a light, become a supporter, help us out, do all those awesome things. There's a lot of benefits, rewards for you becoming a Patreon please and subscriber. Thank you. <laughs> yes, please and thank you. Uh, so, again, we hope that you had an awesome week. If you have any prayer requests, Please let us know. You can either yeah. DM us or you can email us at show at gmail.com. We love to get to pray with you. If you have anything like that you want us to pray with, please let us know. But this has been Zach. And Amy. Shad. And not Judah because he's doing things right now that's really important. Have a week. A blessed one. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>